0: Hello there, this is Guru, talking to you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain how. First off, it is absolutely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more providers. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello there, this is Guru talking to you about anchor.fm. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's completely free. Second, everybody and welcome to the ballistic podcast the far east version of the ballistic podcast i'm your host guru Ramprakash, tuning in from all the way in uh, india india right yeah i'm in india yeah and my co-host who is in taiwan right now is jeff jeff sue jeff how are you doing in taiwan and how's taiwan
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm in. Mean, I'm. I'm in in Taiwan. You're in India. What happened? I, I don't know. Where were we before it? Where were we in our last podcast? I think we were.
0: We were. We, did we were. Record. We were in San Jose. I think. No, 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 no. I was in San Jose. We you were, were in Phoenix. I was in
1: Phoenix. So I guess. Fast forward two months.
0: Life changes. Life, life. Life changes. Yeah. changes.
1: We'll. We'll see. Maybe our next podcast. So you'll be in Antarctica. I'll be in Uh, Australia.
0: Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) I mean, yeah, life has been a whirlwind, and that's probably why we haven't had the time to do a podcast. But we have been following the NBA since we love it so much, and uh, it it was about time to do a podcast, so we decided to do one. And um, so, Jeff, how is the NBA following in Taiwan since since you've been there for quite a while now?
1: Well, the schedule's kind of rough. All the games are super early in the morning, so if I want to watch the majority of the games, I have to get up by 6 a.m., which I don't because I have work. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and then most of the games go on through when I start work, so it's been rough, but luckily they do replay games at night, so I come back around you know, 8, 9 p.m., they're, they're constantly replaying those good NBA games, and I, I, I catch it, you know, now and then. But uh, how about you, how's it? how is it in India?
0: Yeah, before I get into that, speaking of the time difference, Daylight Savings Time ends on Sunday, which is uh, tomorrow. So that means games will be starting an hour later than usual. So just putting that out there, since nobody else follows Daylight Savings Time other than the U.S., that's I guess that's helpful. I don't know. But uh, as far as India goes, <laughs> following basketball, um, it's growing. I mean, uh, I have one channel here which shows the games. They show two games, one early game and one late game. I don't, obviously, I don't get to watch everything, but the NBA following is definitely, definitely increasing. Awareness of basketball in general is increasing. Uh, people are getting into the sport, and it's a great thing to see. It's a great uh, thing to see people uh, getting into uh, a new sport when all they have followed, followed all their life is probably like soccer and cricket. It's amazing to see people from getting in love with basketballs, and yeah, that's that's pretty much what I have to say about that.
1: Once you guys get your uh, the Indian basketball player, like someone who's actually decent, you guys are what's gonna take off really fast. We 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 had somebody drafted from India,
0: Satnam Singh, Satnam Singh, man,
1: someone who actually plays and like contributes. For like a winning team then you guys okay but who, out. who who has played and contributed from taiwan who uh, who well ex-
0: excuse you oh oh okay uh okay but no, no but he's I, he's technically from the u.s okay we actually got someone drafted from india
1: okay well no one knows who he is and he's never played a single indian i was gonna say indian minute i'm sorry about that i meant nba <laughs> minute. he's never played a single nba minute where is he now
0: He's probably playing for the Texas Legends or something. Satnam Singh, guys. Remember the name. Well,
1: well he's probably not going to be like a contributor in the NBA. So, well, hopefully there's someone, you know, you guys have that eventually you guys can rally behind and get more interest there.
0: Uh, okay. I mean, when Satnam Singh gets garbage time minutes for the Mavs this year. it. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Okay, so no <laughs> so so without further ado, let's uh, let's get into the, the this season, right? And obviously, the first thing I wanted to talk about with you was the quick start to the season. The, the season started, as you know, two weeks earlier than usual. So, well, how has that been as a fan? Like, uh, how has it been uh, having the NBA come a little a little earlier this year?
1: I mean, it's great for us. We get to see our star players play full games you know, this early in the season. Usually well, around now is when they play the first games, but we've really had two weeks of basketball, and that's that's been pretty cool. Uh, I guess the downside is that we've had a few pretty significant injuries on the first day of, of their games, like Jeremy mm. Lin falling, and then uh, be- before that. Of course, first of course you got to mention right?
0: Jeremy Lin before Gordon Hayward, right? And then of, Gordon of Hayward,
1: of course, the nasty injury, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I got to give my boy Lin a shout-out. He's he's having a rough time. But, but yeah, so let's go back to the injuries. Like, why do you think that is? I don't know. Like, when this first
0: started to happen at the beginning of the season, I thought that it probably had something to do with conditioning because, uh, because of the shortened preseason and uh, shortened training camp in general, I thought that conditioning was an issue. In fact, Steve Kerr, in one interview stated that uh, conditioning and uh, the reducing of the preseason time and uh, reducing of the preparation time in general has affected his players to start the season as far from a preparation standpoint so uh, i thought it was because of that and i thought players were overextending themselves because they weren't conditioned and that was leading to all these injuries at the beginning of the season but uh, the injuries for the most part have significantly slowed down since the first couple of days And that has me sort of relieved. Uh, do Do you have an opinion on that, Jeff?
1: Yeah, I think it's just the first year of the NBA trying this new earlier schedule. And I think next year, when next year comes, players will be more prepared for it. The teams will be more prepared. And they'll probably get more used to it. And you'll see less and less of these horrific injuries happening on day one. Um, but you never know with those, though. You never know; like they could just happen any time. So, hopefully, next year won't be the same. But
0: yeah, and uh, yeah. I guess another uh, uh, pro you could say about this earlier start is that we're going to see our star players playing the bigger games, and we're going to see fewer back-to-backs. That means uh, players that have survived it survived the early part of the season uh, have a better chance to stay healthy. So that's always good. Um, so, so without further ado, let's, let's get into the meat of the season Which is uh, the actual teams and how they've performed uh, So obviously, I don't know about you Jeff, but I don't get to see most of the games I usually just stick to highlights and the headlines on, on my screen Either on ESPN or Yahoo Sports or whatever So what have been some surprises for you uh, in this early part of the season That uh, you've taken note of?
1: Well, starting off with the Eastern Conference, it's, I think it's been a huge surprise to all of us how good the Magic have been doing, considering that they haven't really got any new amazing players. What Their only signing that was significant was uh, Jonathan Simmons, who they got for a great deal, and he's been contributing great, greatly. But overall, their team is pretty much the same. Same coach, same players. Um, why do you think they're doing so well this year?
0: I think a big part of it is uh, Aaron Gordon's improvement. Uh, I haven't seen a game in which Aaron Gordon has played this year, but his stat lines are significantly different than w- what they were last year, and I-, I guess it shows that he has found new ways to to score the basketball and new ways to contribute to his team, and he's looking like a most improved player candidate to me, Aaron Gordon, and also Nikola Vucevic uh, extending his range a little more, shooting more threes is very very much spreading the floor for a team that had issues spreading the floor last year, the Orlando Magic. And Frank Vogel, yeah. I always thought he was a good coach. I just thought that he had a bad situation last year trying to install his system with a young team. I think this year will be much better for him. And uh, he, he's looking like a coach of the year candidate as well. So I think it's the uh, influence of all these things combining and helping the Magic. But they will still have their growing, their growing pains since uh, you know they're still a young team.
1: Yeah, their players have somehow found a way to, like, how to shoot. Like, Vucevic and Gordon, actually, is putting up really good shooting stats, especially from the third-point range. Uh, their, their numbers are definitely going to go down in terms of the shooting percentages. I know that Gordon and Fournier, Fournier, they're shooting, both shooting over 50% from three. So that's going to definitely go down, but I'm liking the coach. I think Vogel, like you said, has been, always been a good coach. And they look pretty good on both ends of the court, so we'll see how they keep it up. Um, and another team that's really surprising is the Pistons, who are six and three, and they're right up there with the top of the the East. So, what's their deal? Why? Why do you think? Why do you think is making them successful so early on in the season? Yeah,
0: the the Pistons recently had a really good West Coast trip, in which they defeated the Clippers and the Warriors. I don't think anybody could have foresaw that coming into the season. So good good for the Pistons. I think the addition of Avery Bradley has a lot to do with their improvement because Avery I mean you're replacing Kentavious Caldwell-Pope with Avery Bradley and Avery Bradley just does everything for them. I mean, he guards their the other of the opposing team's best perimeter player and then he's also a very very dependable scorer unlike the past which in which you couldn't really depend on him to score. This year, he's become a very, very dependable scorer from the three-point range, from three point range um, driving to the hoop. He's doing, he's doing everything for them. And I think that type of versatility that has been added to the Pistons through Avery Bradley has really, really helped them
1: greatly. What
0: else do you think has helped the Pistons?
1: Um, I think having, having Tobias Harris has helped a lot. He's upped his... Uh, his numbers this year to up to almost 20 points per game. And he's hitting the three he's, he's hitting uh, he's shooting six, three points per game, which is a lot higher than he's shot in the past. And he's hitting them. He's shooting over 40% from three. So having him taking the next step, it's crazy that he's only 25 too. He should be like just about to get to his prime. So he's taken a huge load on offensively and I think this is a pretty solid team. They look pretty good. So can Do you the think pick, they're going to keep it up?
0: Yeah, oh, I was going to ask you that same exact question, actually. Do you think they're going to keep it up? And I think they can keep it up to some extent. I mean, probably they're probably not the second best team in the East. I, I, in fact, I, I don't think they are the second best team in the East. But I think they've shown that they can be a playoff team. I know that we had doubts about them coming into the season after how last season went with uh, Reggie Jackson's Injury and then inability to contribute at a high level once he came back. And then him and Smith sharing minutes, it was not a good situation. I think they've somewhat figured it out this year. And I think um, I think that they've given me more reason to believe that they could be a playoff team. Probably a 6, 7, or 8 seed, though. I don't I don't really see them going any higher than that. Unless they add uh, a piece like Eric Bledsoe, who was actually in trade rumors... Uh, uh, with the Pistons, you want to talk about that a little bit more.
1: Well, yeah, it would be interesting if if Bledsoe really does end up there, but I think that that trade it, it didn't happen because the the uh, Suns didn't want Reggie Jackson. Mm. They were looking for a third team to dump him off. Dump him off. Um, but I don't know. He Reggie Jackson doesn't really have. He doesn't really. He doesn't have a reputation of being like a team player. He kind of. He kind of was like pouting when he was on the Thunder bench when he wasn't a starter. He wanted to be a starter. Um, I don't know if he's really that desired as a point guard. There's so many other good point guards out there. And so he needs to to really uh, up his stock before he's actually, teams actually want him. But um, but Bledsoe, has, his fit with the, uh, the Pistons would be pretty good. He's a really good defensive player when he does put effort into it. We saw that when he was with the Clippers. He was... He was Chris Paul's backup for a few years. He was such a beast. He was known as Mini LeBron. He was super athletic, physical, and guarded players all 94 feet, similar to Avery Bradley. Mini so LeBron. That, Mini LeBron. Mini LeBron.
0: Mm.
1: People, people don't remember he was called that, or some people don't. But I, I, I certainly don't. He was, he was a beast, and he's similar to Avery Bradley. And if those two were, were your, uh, your guards, then. The opponent guards are going to have a really rough night, having scoring against them. Scoring against them, so, right? So, so yeah, be, it'll yeah. be interesting to see if
0: the, the Suns ever revisit that, uh, in case they don't get a better offer for Bledsoe. And, and probably, I, I don't think any team in the league wants Reggie Jackson. <laughs> Just uh, dude, I he mean, needs
1: to up his stock really badly. Yeah, he needs to he needs to up his stock
0: year. right now, and I mean he can do it, but uh, last year really put a dent in his reputation as if there weren't any more dents to talk about when with respect to Reggie Jackson. So uh, we, I, I guess uh, any other teams you want to give, give a shout out to just very quickly.
1: Um, positives. All right. We're we talking positives. We're talking positives. Um, let's see. Well, the Clippers, they're number one in the West right now. People don't really see that happening. Uh, they lost a lot of a few pieces, mainly Chris Paul and JJ Redick. And this year, Blake Griffin's really stepping it up. He's actually hitting a lot of threes this year and taking a lot of threes, at a pretty good percentage. And the Clippers are number one in the West. Is, is it just all Blake Griffin? Like, what what do you think about their team?
0: I think they're a more well-rounded team this year. I mean, last year it was pretty much just the big three. Uh, we we're talking about Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan leading the show, and then the other players on the team were pretty much just. Supporting cash players just standing around. Well, uh, well
1: I, I would give JJ Redick a little more credit. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. JJ JJ Redick was a good player for them. I I agree, but uh, their bench was really really bad yeah, last year. Yeah,
1: that's the problem right there. And
0: I feel that like with uh, with Chris Paul gone, I mean that makes the uh, the Clippers a less a less ball dominant team in the in the sense that last year Chris Paul used to like used to hold the ball a lot and have control of the offense. If he wasn't in the game, the Clippers found it extremely difficult to initiate offense. But this year, the ball is hopping around a lot more. I saw a game where the Clippers played the Warriors, and the passing was actually very, very good. And it isn't quite lob city anymore with Chris Paul throwing lobs to to DeAndre Jordan or Blake Griffin. But, uh, I mean, the ball is hopping around. They're getting open shots. Austin Rivers is hitting open shots. Can you believe that? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I don't believe it. You don't believe <laughs> give it? A, give, it a, give it a week.
0: Give it a week. <laughs> but, but Patrick Beverly definitely is, and he, he's definitely improved his shooting, and it, it's just uh, a combination of all of these things making the Clippers a little better team this year. Uh, but I, th- I still think that uh, they will, there will be tough times for them uh, over the course of the season, and they'll finish with probably like a fourth, fifth, or sixth seed.
1: Yeah, I'm digging the new swagger that they have. They're no longer the like the, the moping Clippers, you know, the emotional. Are you sure about uh, that? Are you sure? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think they have a new group. I think Chris Paul is a huge reason why they're like that. But and but speaking Dump, of Chris Paul, Doc yeah. Rivers is
0: still there though.
1: Yeah, but oh, and and Austin Rivers. And, I think they're a different team. They have okay. they have so many new pieces, and Beverly's mentality, Beverly's presence is so different than than Chris Paul's. He's not the type to to just complain and all that stuff. He's the type to go out and fight like a warrior. So it'll be interesting. To see hmm, how, fight uh, like a warrior.
0: Fight like a like a Golden State Warrior. No, game, okay, no, gladiator. I'm not. Let's, okay, okay. i I I'm change. I'm not trying to tell the future. Patrick Beverly is not. A future warrior in any way. Oh, all right. Let's, okay. <laughs> let's, let's,
1: let's, us talk about Chris Paul. It'll, he unfortunately was one of the people who got injured early on in the season. Um, but I really wanted to see how he would, he would play with Harden. They're both ball dominant guards and yeah, I was really ball cool about that combination.
0: Right. So w- with regards to Chris Paul and James Harden playing together, I also really wanted to see that too. And more importantly, I wanted to see them get used to playing with each other. Right now, since uh, Chris Paul got injured the first game of the season, right? And he, he hasn't come back since. I remember watching that game against the Warriors. It didn't seem like they were in sync very much. In fact, Houston's big run in the game came when Chris Paul was out on the bench with, with that knee injury. So uh, it's, it, it remains to be seen whether Chris Paul can, be, can mesh with the Rockets. But uh, I think it will happen eventually. And uh, it's going to take some more time, though, because uh, obviously Chris Paul is out a month, and Houston has been having so much success without Chris Paul. I think Eric Gordon has actually improved from his most improved year season. Wait, uh, so, yeah. so no, he, he didn't win most improved. He won six man. I'm sorry. But uh, going back to the point, Eric Gordon uh, mm-hmm. is not just a three-point shooter anymore. He's driving to the hoop. He's drawing fouls. He's finishing end ones a ton. And, uh, yeah, I'm really, really impressed with him, actually. And, uh, I mean, for the for the Houston Rockets, it's pretty much uh, picking up where they started last year. So, obviously, they're going to have success.
1: Yeah, Eric Gordon was going to be, like, the next Wayne Wade, like, five years ago when he was on the Clippers. Remember that? And then injuries that were out of his career. But I'm glad he's having, like, a resurgence. So, is there another team? Is there other teams in the NBA that you think are underperforming? Are underperforming or overperforming? Underperforming, because we're, we're talking about people who are well, are surprisingly good. But well, you know, well what I teams guess, are not doing well.
0: I, I guess the the o- Oklahoma City Thunder are only four and four uh, with uh, a lot, and they have lost a couple of times to the Minnesota Timberwolves, but their point differential is uh, plus eight point six. So th- that shows that uh, I guess that shows that they've been a little unlucky in these losses. And uh, that shows that they, they have still have room to improve. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves they're five and three right now, but their point differential is negative four point four. So that shows that maybe their record is uh, may, maybe maybe record is not na- uh, uh, not as good. Sorry, maybe their team is not as good as the record. There you go.
1: <sighs> well, it could just be just. It's early in the season. It, and it, just but it could just really be it, it's early,
0: yeah. right? But obviously the, the team that everybody's talking about is the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? And yeah. uh, obviously they're coming off uh, an Eastern Conference title and a, and a finals run. Uh, everybody expected them to be the top team in the East or maybe a top two team, definitely the team to beat in the playoffs. And they haven't looked the part. I mean, LeBron has been having a magnificent year statistically so far, but the other players are not coming along for the ride. Their second, best, really, their second best player, uh, Kevin Love, uh, he was moved to center to start the season and he has not found his groove yet. He has not been spreading the floor. He's not, he's, he's not a center-like player, right? He doesn't have a center body. He cannot block shots. He cannot defend the rim, right? Right, Jeff? I don't, I don't think he's a else, center.
1: Who else can they play? That's, that's, that's the question. That's very true. Who else can they play at center? I, I mean, th- now that Tristan Thompson's injured also, they really don't have anyone else. If you look at their roster, you're going to play, what, C.D. Osman or, or Ante Zizic? I yeah. don't think they're ready. But... In- injuries have
0: actually affected them quite a bit. I mean, starting with, obviously, Isaiah Thomas in, in that trade, he- 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 him coming over, he's obviously injured. Derek Rose, we all know, he's, uh, he- he's not the kind of player that you can trust to, to stay healthy over the course of an 82-game season. And and now Tristan Thompson, right? So uh, right now, the second best player, sorry, the the third best player probably after uh, after LeBron, you probably would have expected to be Jay Crowder, but he's not playing very well, isn't he?
1: No, no, no. I don't even know who the third best player is, to be honest. Uh, it, they are playing pretty, pretty poorly, in my opinion. It's just their position's all messed up, too, because LeBron is pretty much playing as... The point guard on that team. He, he's he's running guard, the offense. He's the shooting Derek guard. Rose, he's a small yeah. forward. He's the
0: power forward. And he can also play center. Or,
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Mainly the... Well, like, pretty much, in terms of production, he pretty much contributes all across the board. He's leading his, he's leading his team in everything. It's up for, for like rebounds in the major statistical categories. But they don't really have like a good point guard either because they have Derek Rose and then Calderon. And then and then Dwayne and it. then Dwayne Wade, who's Dwayne an, Wade, and then who's an absolute <laughs>
0: shell of himself, an absolute shell of himself. Uh, so do you, yeah, do you think those are long term problems? I don't know. Is it gonna affect I, I, them? I, re- in the future? I, re- I really, short-term? I really don't know. Uh, listen, LeBron cannot rest games like he did last year. If he if he rests games like he did, I mean, the Cavs were already like already were winless without him last year. And and this year it's even worse. They're even, they're losing games even when LeBron is on the court. So I think it's imperative for LeBron to sort of take the reins this year, at, at least at the beginning of the year, and sort of carry his team and then hope that Isaiah Thomas comes around and his, is the same player that he was last year and can, can help out a little bit. Because otherwise, this Cavs roster doesn't look that great. I mean, I know we had high expectations to start off the year, but maybe we should have been a little more careful uh, giving them those high expectations. I thought Jay Crowder would be better. I thought he would be, uh, at worst, a six-man for them, a defensive stopper, which they, which they needed off the bench. Um, so, I mean, what, what do you think of the Cavs roster
1: in well, general? Like I, well, I was saying that they're they lacking in two positions of center and point guard. They don't really have a good you know center that can hold the fort, guard the big man, because kevin love obviously is getting destroyed by other big men and he's not known to be a rim protector they need a rim protector type and they also need a point a point guard who can shoot because derrick rose isn't known to be a catch and shoot player and lebron's you know generally has not successful with players who can catch and shoot um so that's a little bit troubling so i think in those two positions they need to improve on and their shooting guard small forward and power forward positions they have they have pretty decent players. I think Crowder is playing horribly now, but he's gonna get a lot better and we'll have to see. We'll have to see how IT is though when he comes back because he has a hip injury and hip problems, they aren't really they really affect your whole system and you know, other players that have hip problems, they they aren't the same. Like have you seen like Lamarcus Aldridge play basketball before? I have seen him he, play basketball. He barely like he can it looks like he can barely move like laterally I, I've no, I've noticed that is that because of his hip injury? He does have he had some hip problems, yeah. And Isaiah Thomas being a guard and I mean, that too being be, a
0: small guard, right? A very who like relies always...
1: on his athleticism and explosiveness and you know how he moves on the court. That has me really worried and you mentioned like he's not going to be the same as he was last year. I'd be surprised if he's like more than 60% of what he was last year. Wow. But, well, we'll have to see. I wish him the best. Obviously, never want to see a player who hasn't gotten paid yet. You know. Well, well, Doctor Doctor
0: Jeff Sue, with his uh, diagnosis of Isaiah Thomas, I- and and, and I- listen, I hope uh, Isaiah Thomas can come back and be the player he was because it's the last year of his contract. It's a contract year, and and this is the year we all thought Isaiah Thomas was going to get paid. Probably not max. I mean, that was the big debate last year: is Isaiah Thomas going to get max? Right now, it's looking like he's not even gonna
1: get ten million dollars. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. let uh, right. Okay. Let's let's wish him luck. But let's talk about something more uh, on the let's talk about something more um, on the bright side and yeah. bright side. Yeah. What are some uh, surprising like players in that are that have been you know catch your eye, catching so, your
0: eye? So one surprising guy that has caught my eye is actually Christoph Porzingis. And I know he's playing on the Knicks and I know he's the top guy there. And we all knew that he was going to be really, really talented. But it looks like his talent is actually coming to fruition, which doesn't happen to everybody. You know, we, we all think that a player is really talented coming out of college or coming out of coming out of Europe in the draft. And then they don't really live up to that talent. Christos Porzingis is living up to that talent big time. And he, he's showing it on the offensive end and on the defensive end as well. Offensively, he he's uh, his shot is so pure. I mean, he, it, sh- it looks like he can he can shoot the ball from anywhere on the court, past half court, and as for a guy that's seven three, nobody can block his shot, and even 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 contest. Forget about block. Even even contesting he, him was, would be tough. And he's improved his post up game. He's improved his uh he, he's improved his driving game. He drives to the basket very well, very well now. And de- defensively. He's on uh, on the weak side. He he's uh, he's a really, really good defender. He's yeah. a menace on the yeah. weak side. Yeah, the people been... who are driving to the basket better watch out for Christophs cause he, he 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 gets blocks more often than not. And he's really, really helping the Knicks. And then hey, the Knicks are four and four, mostly because of Christophs Porzingis. So that's one guy that's really stuck out. He's probably the most improved player for me uh, so far this season. What about you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, well speaking of most improved players Another athletic freak, um, Giannis. He actually is taking another step, which is crazy. He could possibly win most improve again. He's upping his point t- point per game to like over thirty. Um, unfortunately, his team hasn't been doing well, but he's he, he himself. He looks like a he looks like something else. His shots looking a lot better than it did in the past two. But um, yeah, he's he could like if it wasn't for KP, I, I would say Giannis would. Would win it. Oh, okay. I mean,
0: you're winning most improved player twice in a row. Twice in a
1: row. Why not? Yeah, she, I mean, he's upping his points per game by another six points, over six points.
0: Yeah, and and Giannis. So. I mean, he, he the fact that he's more of a freak than he was last year is insane. And he and- he's unguardable right now. He I I saw a, a highlight where he was triple teamed and he just dunked over them like it was
1: nothing, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. And can you, like, imagine Kristaps and Giannis? They're both, like, 22. That's, like, insane how good they are already. They haven't even hit... Think about if the Celtics pulled off
0: a trade for Kristaps Porzingis last year. I mean, we were we're just, like, three months uh, off of uh, Kristaps Porzingis being in trade rumors.
1: The Phil Jackson
0: debacle. For the Phil Jackson debacle, Yes. (laughs) He wasn't even ah. trying
1: to trade him. He was just trying to send a message. That was just dumb. No, was the very worst dumb. GM.
0: Very, very dumb. And thankfully, the Knicks got a new GM, I guess. I mean, and uh, they didn't trade him. But who knows? Who knows with the Knicks? Anything is possible. They always do the wrong thing. So um, now that we've talked about players that have surprised us, players that have disappointed you so far this year? Have there been any?
1: Um. Hmm. players that have disappointed me this year well the number two draft pick has disappointed me and the number one draft pick this draft has been really strong overall like there's some really really good talent like a lot of players could have been the uh the rookie of the year if it was last year's draft like i can name like six or seven that bet were are potentially better than brog didn't want it mm. but the top two picks are a little questionable like Obviously, Fultz has been a huge disappointment because of his his shoulder. Like, do you even know what the heck is going on with that organization? Like, uh, I have I have no idea. His agents feeding a bunch of information, and then the team. Like, I don't even know what to think. Like, uh, what, what's your opinion on what they should have done? I mean,
0: I I don't I really don't know how the Sixers handle injuries. for, for, for on one side, they're giving Joel Embiid. Two years off, being uh, being very uh, very cautious with him, and and his development, and, uh, and, they, Simmons. and and Simmons as well, and then they let Fultz play through an impaired shoulder injury, which he could have easily rested. Right? It's uh, it's absolutely asinine for for them to treat injuries the way they did, so, especially Fultz.
1: Fultz can he couldn't even shoot a free throw.
0: Mark so Fultz yeah, Fultz I mean, we even... all
1: saw those cringy videos, yeah, of him shooting free throws. I was. Uh, yeah that was not nba caliber free I mean, throws. so something definitely fishy went
0: on there because the second i i would have saw him shoot free throws like that i immediately would have looked at his college tape how did he shoot shoot free throws in college it's not the same okay get him out of there something is wrong right even
1: summer league even summer league he shot them normally mm-hmm. or like as normal as it could be Yeah, so you think they should have just not played him and waited until he actually could shoot a freaking free throw? Yes, probably. (laughs) I think, yeah. Especially when
0: you have a a point guard-like player in Ben Simmons who can easily take the reins, and he's proven that he can take the reins right now and and, and be a good point guard. TJ McConnell is definitely a very formidable backup in the NBA. So when you have that, why are you forcing Fultz into action? It makes... Very little sense to me, but uh, anyways, uh, that's that that's on the Sixers. That's not that's not a Marco Foltz. That's on the Sixers. Yeah.
1: So. Well, hopefully he, he finds some confidence in the shot.
0: But Lonzo's play is definitely on Lonzo, right?
1: Dude, it's atrocious, man. Like, if you take out that one outlier, in the Suns game, he's barely scored over five points per game. Like he's averaging a little under six, I think. And it's just he can't shoot. He's shooting 30% from the field and like 25 from three. But he's contributing basketball in other ways. But I don't know. Lakers, what, are four and five? But it's definitely not because of him, I think. You think, uh, you think that shot has hope?
0: Uh, Lonzo Ball shot? Yeah. It looks like it's very tough to fix. I mean... He, does it, it, it need fixing? I, I think it does. If he, wants to, if he wants to be able to shoot while going left... Because if, if going he, right, you mean, go, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, go, 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 yeah. going right, because his shot starts from his left hip. And, and that is that is, I mean, so easy to defend because it takes so long for the ball to 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 reach its apex. Right. To reach uh, to, to, to release out of his hand. And um, I mean, I've seen a couple of times where he just gets stripped shooting the ball and it, it it's. It's gonna happen all the time because players are gonna scout him and players are gonna are, are gonna know him better. And since he is Levar Ball's son, they're gonna go at him harder, and they're they're gonna make him make him take the shots. I, I think like when when the three point shot is open for him, he hits it. Am I am I am I right about that or am I wrong? Wait, who? Lonzo Ball. Lonzo. When there's no defender around, uh, like
1: catch, catch and shoot. Catch or and open? shoot. <laughs> We haven't seen much of it. <laughs> let's let's be real here, um, but I think he can hit it. Like there's other p- NBA players who have had awkward shots, like Kevin Martin. He also has that that left side shot. It's you know like he's yeah. similar to him, where he he brings the ball to the left side and kind of like flicks it. So that that's why Kevin Martin was
0: not the number two pick in the NBA draft, right?
1: Yeah, but he, he made a good career. He he became a good three point shooter. So I think but, there's hope for Lonzo. He's, he, 30% is probably too low, but I, I don't think he becomes a great shooter. We, I, I guess it's still too early to tell. I mean, it's, it's not like... It's,
0: it's not that his shot by itself is a liability, right? It's the way he shoots it. And that's the thing that's most scary to me because he's been shooting, shooting it that way his entire life and he's gotten success out of it. And uh, what is it going to take for him to change it? For him to change his you, form,
1: you you think he should change it? Because I I don't, I don't think
0: it's too late. You you think it's too late for him to change it? I don't I don't think I I don't think it's ever too late, but I I think I definitely think time is running out. I I think it will take commitment on his side more than anything. He has to recognize that okay, my shot is flaw is flawed. I cannot shoot off of the pick and roll, um, but obviously it's going to take more time than just one summer, right? He's going to have to t- change his form. And then he's going to have to make his form uh, uh, feasible in, inside of a game format, which means he has okay. to like be able to hit open shots with his form at least, so that he can give him some <laughs> hope that he can hit it during the game. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it seems like a long way away. You're right. Yeah, it will take a lot I, of commitment.
1: I, uh, I think yeah, we'll we'll see after this season. I think you will the numbers will will go up a little bit, the shooting numbers. But yeah, I mean, definitely changing is a possibility. But, but we'll see. But some people.
0: Who are eligible for the rookie of the year award this year? That i have really impressed are uh, number one Ben Simmons, Sixers. Obviously, yeah. Number two, Laurie Markkinen, the Chicago Bulls. Number two,
1: or just is this in order? Or, Uh, uh,
0: actually, you you want to give an order? Okay, where where do you rank Laurie Markkinen among or number two is Dennis Smith?
1: Um. Or Cal Kuzma. Thank you. Kyle Kuzma <laughs> is about to have some great games.
0: He is. He re- he really he's is. About to have
1: games. Um, he he could definitely cl- climb up there in terms of rookie of the year. All right, I I wish he was
0: available in fantasy. Anyways, he's not. But anyways.
1: Kyle but Kuzma. No, I was just curious if if uh, I don't really have an order but I was curious if if is are number 2 because he's been playing amazing. He's he, been he like, he has he's, he's
0: definitely the number 2 rookie that comes to my mind. Um, uh, Dennis Smith might be better but again like I'm not watching all the games and this is part of you know being being here in India and like not following the NBA to the level that I, I wanted to be following it but it is what it is uh, I can only look at stat lines I guess and I mean Laurie and in, in his stat line is definitely eye-popping even especially considering that he wasn't, yeah especially considering that he wasn't even supposed to be playing this much
1: I was at Tom's ago. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's my... um, but yeah, I think I think another player who's been playing really well is Jason Tatum. Oh. He's um, he's been shooting insane percentages for rookies. He's, he's shooting almost 50% from the field, and 52% from three. You're and right. Over 80% from free throw. So he's another player to look out for, especially since his team is actually number one in the East. And I think that play that might play a flat factor. Not many. Rookie of the years have been on winning teams, and he's actually like a legit case for a good player on a on a winning team. So we'll see how that plays out. But um yeah, he'd actually be my number two over over Markinen because Markinen is kind of more of a chucker on a losing team. He but just, it's going like, in. The the in; the shots game. are going in. He's
0: chucking it, but it's going in. Justin Holiday is also chucking the ball, but it's not <laughs> going in.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's pretty fun to watch their offense. It's completely different. Um, it's kind of like, I guess that's kind of what, what, what Fred, Fred Hoiberg wanted to play.
0: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's our take on rookies. I think it will be interesting to see if the rookie of the year race is very close, then I do think when the number of wins will be a factor. And that's where I think Jason Tatum does have the upper hand. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I guess like we'll, we'll have to see in the coming weeks. We, we do see you know, the rookie of the year race uh become very uh very heated in the middle of the season right when even new players who we're not talking about right now could could come up and show show us their skills maybe donovan mitchell uh, starts putting up numbers
1: yeah but it looks like ben simmons is going to be sitting at the top for a while it's like who's going to take over you know ben simmons we'll see we'll see we'll see how that plays out but it's pretty exciting there's so so many good rookies that we even touch upon like John Collins, who's been beasting it. He looks like a physical specimen, mm-hmm. like grabs every single rebound. Um, and then sure. uh, some rookies that are still underperforming, like Josh Jackson. Josh we'll see Josh. how it, he develops. <laughs> Maybe in the next few years he can, he can get pretty really good. Josh Jackson um, is just
0: in a very tough spot. He's expected to be an offensive contributor when he's not ready to be that guy.
1: He, and he's like young and immature still. And oh. on a son's team that's young and immature. Okay,
0: you know? right, uh, so. young and immature in every way. By the way, even their front office is not the, the model of maturity that you would want to see out of a front office. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, so,
1: um, you have anything else to bring up? Um, not really. Like this is still really young and early in the season. Okay. And, okay.
0: Your random question of the day. Do the Sixers make the playoffs this year?
1: I think so, dude. I think so. Oh, you think so? They look like they're having the reason why I think is is because they look like they're having fun. Their team is actually pretty balanced in terms of they have a lot of pieces that are really good. I really like JJ Rudd. Did you see his game today? I did not. That was insane. He he was I only saw the highlights, but I saw he was eight for twelve. He was hitting like he hit like this crazy leaning three. And it went in like it was like it was insane. Eight, and eight for 12 for, from three, eight for 12. Yeah, he's he went off today from three. Damn. He was he was taking crazy shots too near the end. Okay, but and I think they're fun to watch their team that has swagger as an identity. And bead, you know, smack talking everyone, Simmons using his game and destroying everyone. You know, he's not much of a talker, but <laughs> he plays like a beast and then having a good veteran core this year, that's something that they didn't really have in the past as much. That, that's a good point. Have, uh,
0: Amir Johnson, yeah, have, JJ Redick are good veterans to have on the team.
1: Yeah, I think they are, they've seen it all. They've been, I think JJ Redick has made the playoffs like every single year of his career or something like that. So they have like good experience and it'll be, they'll be fun to watch. And I definitely think they have a really good chance of making the playoffs. And I think they will.
0: Do, do you have a random question for me?
1: A random question for you. Um, Do you think... Which team do you think will be the most hated team that teams will want to play against? Not the Warriors, obviously. Not the Warriors?
0: Okay, well, a second place for that would probably be the Wizards. Because they they like to trash talk every team they play for some reason or the other. They always want to show up their opponent in whatever way possible. I mean, it started off with the Lakers, <laughs> with, with LeVar Ball tweeting out something, and then Marcin Gortat replying, oh, John Wall is going to own him for 48 minutes, and then they lose. Then, <laughs> then uh, during the Warriors game, uh, right. Bradley Beal, Draymond Green, we all know, well, I mean... Kelly Oubre. <laughs> and Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre punching people and not even getting
1: punished for it. I, I don't get it. He, he punched his own team in the back of his, ha- his head. And he she didn't he even get punished. He, he, oh, I think he, he got, got fined. fined. But, like, Draymond got fined more. Draymond yeah. was the one who got, like, grabbed. <laughs> and then like, Kelly Oubre.
0: Kelly Oubre, he said, like, he went in as a peacemaker. But he, okay. the the only film that I'm seeing of Kelly Oubre is him punching people. <laughs> <laughs> but first he punched John crazy. Wall, then he punched Clay Thompson. I'm like, come on, right? Is this, like, is this peacemaker, peacemaking to you? Okay, whatever. Yeah.
1: And, and then and, and, he, Uber is, yeah, Uber is getting fined because he was wearing a, like a, a, a coat that had the words "FU", F-U on the back of it. yeah, I was like, <laughs> Dude, this team is insane. You yeah. don't see this stuff usually. I don't know why, but the Wizards always like make these headlines during the during the regular season. Yeah, you know, like, they're the they're the regular usually, season
0: headline maker, right? They wear all black yeah. to play the Celtics, and and last year, to game. last year it sort of weirdly worked for them. So I think they want to try it again this year, and I mean, so far this year it hasn't really worked out for them. I mean, they've lost to some pretty bad teams, and they've had some pretty heartbreaking losses as well. Probably the quietest player on their team is Otto Porter. So that's that's saying something.
1: And he's quietly putting up amazing stats. He's he's like he's like completely worth his max contract. Really? Crazy. Completely. Yeah, no doubt. So he's an all-star. I didn't say he's an all-star. I mean, he deserves to be an all-star. I think with the way he's shooting, he's like the best shooter in the in the East right now. The way he's shooting, and he's he doesn't really make that many mistakes. The days of his him being the Shaq and a full MVP are over. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great, good defender. Like he was really always a, he was three. always a good defender.
0: Yeah. Right, it was just the offensive end that really troubled him. But he he seems to have figured that out for the most part and. Yeah, a way
1: better three point shooter than Beal, which is surprising. Surprising, yeah.
0: surprising. So yeah, I got the Washington Wizards as my most hated team after the Warriors.
1: <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> okay. that's probably that's, that was that was that was what I was thinking. Most hated Especially, team
0: in the NBA. I don't I don't really hate them. I, I just think they need to they need they need to calm down. I, I don't re, I don't really hate them, but I mean they'll be hated by other teams. That's what I mean. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well they can't they won't beat the warriors though as most hated team in the nba <laughs> probably not i don't i don't yeah. see anyone being the
0: warrior beating the warriors uh, uh, in that category yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: so all right, but
0: that's all i have for you so so yeah that's, your, so, that's, and that's all i have for you so i mean this was a great podcast episode and hopefully we can do uh, an episode a week in the coming weeks yeah. and uh, yeah, keep and talk keep talking basketball cuz yeah, we love it
1: all right, man. I'll see you next week then.
0: Okay. Yeah. See you next week. See you guys next week. And make sure to download our podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And yeah, see you next week from all the way in India and Taiwan. I'm for Jeff. I'm Guru. We'll see you next week.